Yeah, let's talk about the bigger picture. Uh-huh. Let's talk about how we be ballin', playing yeah, with the yeah, Wizards. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the Nets and how they always got good pictures. Jeez. Let's talk about the cats, how rescue turn them boys to winners. Uh-huh. Injuries and updates, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. To the opponent, we can toe to toe, yeah, yeah, yeah. To the top, this podcast gonna go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's something you should know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Ref the District, episode 34. We're going to have Fireside Giants on with us in just a little bit. We're going to be talking about the Washington football team going up against those New York football giants. And you heard us talking about the Mystics during our countdown as well. So I just want to say it's good to be back, guys. I I, I missed the interview with Fireside uh, uh, Fireside Giants. But these two held it down. We got the stoner with us. What's up, boys? Week two. Let's go. All right. We got Trev as well. What's popping? Got my fresca. The day <laughs> before. Fresca. What is road. up with the fresca? Tell me, what's the story with the fresca? There really isn't the story. I just, I used to drink it a long time ago. And then I just realized I've, as I've gotten older, it's kind of a throwback drink. And stores are bringing it back. It's delicious. Do you, and it goes do you know with vodka, anybody, but I'm drinking it straight. So, do you know anybody on the planet besides you that drinks fresca? That's what I thought. All right, let's go. What's up, guys? Week two. Some football, baby. Week two. Let's do it. <laughs> well, we got Andy joining us on oh, Twitter. Up, so, man? thanks What's for joining up, us. We do stream Burrows. this. We stream this live on our YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter accounts, so you can catch us there 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. You can also catch us on your favorite uh, podcast platform. Just uh, wherever you listen to your podcast, you can find us there. Just make sure that you subscribe and the comment and like down, uh, right that down, that allows them to, you know, more people to find our content, which we appreciate. Yeah, and yeah. then we have more people interacting with us during the chat, uh, which is always fun to do on live podcasting. Let's get into it. Week two against the Giants Thursday night football. I will be there at the game. So I'm looking forward to it. I think I'm going to be the only one representing Ref the District, right? So yeah, that's yep. fair. You two live a little bit further away from the stadium than I do. Uh, I'll Not miss as you. far as Andy, though. Yeah. As, Andy does <laughs> live Andy quite a, a bit, bit away. Further away. <laughs> he lives. He lives. He would love to come to the game, and we, we got to get him to one of these games. We would love to have him. Well, you're going to have to talk to President Biden if you want to get him to a game, because right now I believe Brits are not allowed in the country. So, All right. Yeah. So go uh, week, out, of so week two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. out of our control. Yeah, out of our control. So you don't have connections, giants. Nathan. You don't have I connections to you know at the Pentagon. You work at the Pentagon. Yes, he does. He Not that does. I want to put your business all. I was about to say, let's keep this moving. Let's keep this moving. This is getting really uncomfortable, gentlemen. This is really, all right, really uncomfortable. Let's, let's go. Move, move along here. Let's talk about the Giants. That's who I want to talk about. Uh Giants lost their home opener. Yeah. They yeah. looked like bumbling fools. Yeah. But to be fair, Washington didn't look too much better. We talked about that with EB on Monday and the day after reckoning. What does Washington have to do to bounce back against the New York football Giants? I'll, I'll take this one. Yeah, defense, let's go, Trev. The defensive line has to show up, plain and simple. You gotta, you gotta create pressure. You gotta rush the quarterback. You have to do your job. They did not do their job very well on Sunday, so I expect them to do way what, better this time. What about this, Trev? Uh, What's up? Daniel Jones dropped back thirty-seven times, and he was hit twice. 
by that offensive line that is, is so terrible. He was hit twice, both by Von Miller, but 37 times, and he was touched twice. That doesn't yeah. go well. No, it doesn't. So that's what I'm saying. We're going to have to touch him. Yeah. We have to a sack lot. him. We have to touch him a lot. Yes. Yeah. Just disrupt him, right? And 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 I, it's not just getting the sacks. Like the sacks would be would be nice, but just even just rushing, you know, making yeah. him hurry, uh, getting him out of the pocket, but keeping him from running the ball is something that they've had mm. some difficulty with, uh, and something that you really don't want to see some of the linebackers who have been out there, you know, worry about, right? So, you know, if you have Bostic chasing down Jones. We're going to have some issues. So, uh, you know, as much as Jamin Davis has been much maligned, especially from our very own Trevor, you know, (laughs) he at least has the speed to really close that gap and make that, uh, uh, make it so that way Daniel Jones isn't running wild. How about you, Stoner? What do you think? uh, What do you think Washington needs to do to bounce back? Well, I think uh, for sure Trevor hit it right on the head that, that our defensive line has to disrupt Daniel Jones. And we have to keep their defensive line from disrupting Heineke. Now, we know Heineke's great off schedule. When he gets out of the pocket, when he's moving around, that's where he excels. But that's not what you want from your quarterback. You want your quarterback to be able to sit back there and read the defense and be able to pick out his playmakers, Mm -hmm. not running around like crazy and just chest passing. Although that's a great play, but you don't want him doing that every time. So I would say... It's going to be one there in the trenches and how each guy's each team's defensive line disrupts the other quarterback. I think it really just comes down to that. Well, you sure. brought up Heineke. <clears throat> this is his first start of the 2021 season uh, far earlier than any one of the three of us would have liked to have seen. Mm, although yeah. at least yeah. a few of us predicted that he would see some playing time this season. Uh, what do we feel like this is going to be, you know, for him? You know, this is, is this going to be his coming out game? I mean, a lot of people felt Tampa Bay was, but he didn't win Tampa Bay. There is the Heineke Hive who loves him, mm-hmm. but what 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 is he going to bring to the table and how is that going to really affect the game plan? Um, I think we're actually going to see what Taylor Heineke looks like when he has a, not maybe not a full week because it's a short week, but He's been letting know he's a starter. He's going to game plan, and he's going to go in there with a game plan and try to execute. Um, I think he's going to bring what he brought to Tampa Bay, honestly, just his game, his gunslinger, wild style, yellow type style gameplay. It's going to, he's going to bring that to the offense and give our, opportunity, our wide receivers an opportunity to make some plays. So I'm excited. I can't believe I'm saying it, but I am a little excited just to see what he has, what he can bring to the table knowing he's a starter and not saying, hey, you're up, go in. You know what I mean? So Getting more than a couple quarters to play the yeah. game. Steve says the Giants always make the backup look like a star. Welcome, Steve and Patrick, who is also in our chat right now on YouTube to the channel. Uh, thanks for watching us tonight. Uh, Stoner, what about you? Are you are you going to turn into one of the, the – are you going to get on the Heineke hype right now or are you going to wait? No, definitely going to wait. I was not one of those Heineke guys. In fact, last year before the Tampa game, I even said they should wheel out Alex Smith in a wheelchair and play him ahead of Heineke. That's how much I did not trust him. And he proved me wrong in that one game. He was he was incredible. He did everything that you would hope a backup would do in a game, spark the team, play out of his mind, and all of that. 
But I will say this. We are going to find out right here and right now in the next few weeks if Taylor Heineke is an NFL quarterback. There's no more of this. He should be. Yeah. There's no more of this. Should he be the guy? Should teams be trading for him? He should be starting every week over Fitzpatrick. He's better at doing this. We're going to find out once and for all if Taylor Heineke is an NFL starting quarterback. That's for sure because we don't know right now. Nobody really knows. He's played in like three games for Washington, Mm -hmm. parts of two games and one full game. And so you can't figure that out. You can't evaluate a guy's ability to be your starting quarterback and that we're going to find out in the next few weeks 100 one of the, the interesting narratives with taylor heineke to me is when it came when it comes to that right because some people like to say that he is not a person who's going to show up in practice like his game doesn't show up in practice he's got to be mm-hmm. in an actual game right do you feel like that's how that rolls out trevor uh yeah i do honestly um I'm just going to say, yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, but but the thing is, it, it could be true. Because in practice, when you start going off schedule, they they shut it down. It's not like mm-hmm. Heineke gets to run all over the field. Right, and, yeah, they blow the play dead. Slide. Yeah, yeah they'll blow yeah. it dead. They didn't go as planned. Not gonna, yeah, you're just going to go ahead and yeah, so there is, call it right there. Yeah, so there could be some truth to him being a gamer, a guy who can do it in a game better than he can show in practice. We all know he doesn't have the arm. So he's not going to go into a training camp and off-season uh, workouts and all that and just impress people with zipping the ball here and there. He's right. going to be the guy who's going to do the unscheduled stuff and spark your team and hopefully make plays. But so is – that's what Daniel Jones's role is as well. So we have to worry about Daniel Jones on the other side doing the same thing. And we also have more playmakers to help Taylor Heineke out too on offense than we did in the like last year or the other years we've had him. So maybe that'll help us his stock out too. And Nathan, going back to you saying coming out party, I think it's a coming out party for Heineke and for our defense at the same time. I, because, because we play the Giants one more time, Philly twice, and Dallas twice. This is, the, I think, probably the best opportunity we have for both sides of the ball to show what we've got as a coming out party because it does not get any easier in our schedule, as we all know. So this is the prime chance to show, hey, we, we're for real need to be recognized so yeah for sure now one of the things while we're talking about heineke here heineke even though this is going to be a game where he's starting and he get everything's going to be game planned for him it is a short week for the washington football team they played this sunday this is a thursday night game this isn't a full week worth worth of practice that he gets mm-hmm. to kind of have with the starters is that going to play a factor here for the team? Or do you feel like he's going to be – this is just going to be like a full week for him anyways? You remember um, what you remember ahead. what EB said on Monday when he said that Taylor Heineke's college coach said he – Taylor Heineke is the only player that he has ever known, any quarterback mm-hmm. that he's ever known that goes through five progressions, mm-hmm. that can five go reads. through – effectively go through five five progressions. And yep. two of them are before they even get to the line of scrimmage. So he's already ahead of it. We know he knows this offense. He's been in this mm-hmm. offense for a long time. So he mm-hmm. knows it. So that's not going to hurt him as far as being a short week. But Daniel Jones, again, I, we keep going back to the other side. He's in the same situation 
He knows the offense. He's been in it for a while. But Taylor Heine, I don't think it's a a disadvantage, but it's certainly not an advantage either. And he's been he's been playing with the ones in practice too. Rivera said that you know just because Ryan was there first, Taylor got some some starter reps too as well. They didn't like discriminate or be unfair with that. So he has rapport with the ones already. So now he's going to see if it translates to game speed rather than just practice speed. Yeah, and he's making a good point there on on that that you see right below us there that uh, the Giants do have a lot of injuries. Evan Ingram's yeah. not playing. Uh, Saquon's not 100%. We know that. He's questionable. We don't even know if he's mm-hmm. going to play. Their offensive Kate line up, is yeah. banged up, right? They have one of their yeah. starters. Shane Lemieux. I think Shane Lemieux. So um, here's what somebody yeah. said. Here's what somebody said that I'm totally stealing, and I can't remember. It might have been Jesse from Burgundy. Um, Sorry, I forget which Bleeding Burgundy Bleeding Burgundy. He said, or somebody said, it might have been him, that the Giants are putting are are putting on a platter, they're putting yeah. a feast mm-hmm. for our defensive line on a platter. Mm-hmm. And if we don't feast on it, then there's gonna be a lot of questions about this team. Big, yeah, I think it was Jesse and all of that. They're putting it right out there for us. They've got a weak offensive line. They've got injuries on the offensive line. So now, if we don't take advantage of that, if Chase and Montez, Montez. and the, the defensive tackles, if they don't just terrorize Daniel Jones, we're going to have a lot of serious questions to start asking. And it's going to be a long season. And it's, it's going to be a long, long week and a half. Yeah, I was about to say, because yeah, <laughs> yeah. another game doesn't happen for a long time. Well, Tim Decker is on, on our chat watching live here. He says Andrew Thomas is going to lock down Chase Young again. So maybe it's a long day for Chase Young, even with all those injuries. They've shown that they're willing to move Chase Young from left to right. So that's mm-hmm. going to be an interesting thing. I don't know if that's just a one-week you know, move him away from Rashawn Slater type deal or if that's going to be um, – a uh, uh, a situation think, where you see throughout the. I think they the do game. that a lot. Haven't they done that a lot last year as well? They moved them different sides, different sides mm-hmm. here and there. Yeah, I, I, I felt like I, maybe it's just because it's been a while since we saw live football. I don't rem- I don't remember it as often. It felt like maybe, he was yeah. he was pr- he was the primary rusher on one side, and maybe that's just mm-hmm. because we're also used to seeing Ryan Kerrigan run from. Uh, the oh. left side, so it was yeah. very dominant there. So uh, Andy's deactivating Twitter <laughs> if, if uh, Washington What's doesn't you? win the game. Uh, T Shivers uh, seventy nine. I think, Tony, I think his Twitter. name's Tony. Tony. Yeah. So Tony, Tony hops Shivers. in here. Taylor needs to stay healthy to see what he has to offer here. Yep. This is something that worries me. Not just Taylor's health. Mm-hmm. Washington is choosing to only go in with the two quarterbacks for mm-hmm. tomorrow night. So far, they have until tomorrow clock. Tomorrow at four o'clock, I think. So what, not, not exactly. Shermer? Yeah. Yeah. Not exactly. <laughs> like Shermer's going to make a big difference there. <laughs> Did you watch him in the preseason <laughs> against us? No, I, I mean, didn't. He no, was a hot mess. Great. He not was great. terrible. So who did he play for? Who did he play? Cincinnati, Cincinnati? I think. Yeah, oh, Cincinnati. okay. Yeah, he was. Bad. That was a game all three of us were at. I think. Yeah, wasn't it? So, wasn't it Cincinnati yeah. game? I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, so they mentioned on there, uh, Tony. I think it's Tony. Sorry if it's not. Um, mentioned that we're gonna see if Taylor Heineke's gonna get hurt because again, that's the big knock against him, right? Whether he can stay healthy. That's why he hasn't been in the league all these years because he was always getting hurt He's every game frame. getting hurt. Yeah. So if he can't do it, if he gets hurt again, then 
then you just say, well, he can't even do in the Tampa He's game. He ended up nicked up there. He had the, yeah. the shoulder injury uh, after scoring that amazing uh, uh, yeah. touchdown. And it is Tony. So Tony, thank you for, oh. for watching. <laughs> Thanks. Tony. So I, I was watching uh, good morning football this morning and they have Thomas Davis on there today. And oh, one the, nice. And okay. one of the questions was, should Washington sign Cam Newton? I'm bringing this back up again. Thomas yeah, Davis says, sure. if Taylor Heineke could not get the job done this week, the next week, and the week after that, Ron Rivera is going to get on the phone and call Cam Newton and tell him to come to town. Do you think that is going to be the case? Or are we going to roll with Kyle Allen as a, as a trial and error? Or are we actually going to be like, look, I think it's going to take one more QB injury for the team to not pull a bad in. performance, not a bad performance. I think okay. they're going to roll with, they're going to roll with Heineke and Kyle Allen for the season. Okay. Uh, and bad performances be darned. They're going to stick with it. It's going to take one of those two going down for the team to sign Cam Newton. I, th yeah, I really think or, that's what it's going to be. So what if or, our defense is keeping us in the game? Oh my gosh, RG three, oh, yeah. RG3. One of those. What if our defense is keeping us in the game, but quarterback play is still horrible, wearing mm -hmm. having to rely on our defense to win these games? Do we make a call or we keep rolling? Yeah, I agree with Nathan. I, I, unless and unless you have an injury, you're still not calling Cam. As everybody said, over Ron has had Ron Rivera has had multiple chances over the last few years to to sign him with the quarterback situation that we've had in Washington, and he's never done it for whatever it be, reason. It might be the vaccination thing. I just saw yeah, a comment and, pop and, up. Andy brings up the, 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 the vaccination status. That could be it. Steve says that uh, that Washington should ride with Cam yeah, Newton. Exactly. He can win I'm with games. you, Steve. I'm with you, bro. Like, I, I, don't yeah, I tweet. If I, that's the case, I think Ron would Ron would have already had called him. I don't. I just don't see it happening unless there's there's a as there's an injury. This is something that Andy's bringing up that I think is a great question to ask. Right. So, yes. Does Washington have a problem keeping Terry McLaurin if they don't sort out the QB situation? This guy has had ten different starting QBs. <laughs> Starting QBs, starting yeah. QBs, not just QBs, starting QBs since coming and, in the league. This is his third season, right? Two years plus one game. Yes. Yeah. And he's, he's had 10, 10, 10, starting QBs. Two games. Do they have a problem keeping Terry McLaurin? If they can't sort this out, does he want to sign here? Or is this going to be a situation where he moves on uh, much the way we've seen a lot of decent uh, to good wide receivers move on from bad organizations he made a comment in his presser. I don't know if it was today or yesterday, and I can't remember word for word, but it was something along the lines of, like, it doesn't matter if it's a fourth-string quarterback. Like, mm -hmm. as long as the continuity is there and, you know, then it's it's fine. So with him saying that, I don't know if it's smoke, just saying the right thing, but I don't see Terry as a person like that. I, say, I see him saying whatever he says, he means it 100%. So with right. that being said, I think he stays, especially if we make a move, like in the draft, to go get a quarterback or something after this year. To show the receiving core that our, we take the quarterback position very seriously, not just, oh, we try for Matt Stafford, we'll settle on Fitzpatrick. Like, if mm -hmm. we aggressively try, I think he buys into the system. He loves Rivera. I think he stays. But if we don't address the quarterback situation, he's gone. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. It's hard to get inside a guy's head on how they're thinking about these things. But yeah, Terry's a, a classy guy. He's a team-first guy. We all know that. Mm -hmm. He's a leader. 
He was made a captain in his rookie year, right? Yeah. Was that mm-hmm. his rookie year? Or was it last? That's what year? he wants his nickname to be. Is uh, right. Is, I know a lot of people captain stuck Terry. with the scary Terry, but he's like, I don't, I don't like, like that. that. Yeah, he wants he, to be the captain. He, he scary the captain. Terry. <laughs> yeah, but um, so it's hard to get in his head. So that that would lend tend that would get you to believe that he would stay here, but it's all about the money. It always is, one hundred percent of the time. Nobody gets a hometown discount as long as Washington ponies up the bag. He's going to take it and stay here. But if somebody has a better offer, he's he gone. That's what I think. I think that he he would go where the money is, and Nathan? just like anybody else will. What I, do you think? You would, I would, anybody would. I, I think that if they're, I don't necessarily think it's going to be tied to the QB situation. I think that it's going to be whether or not the organization has stability. So if he feels the organization has an upward trend, then he will, and, you know, sticking with Ron Rivera, the, the team seems to be going up. He will stay with it much the way that other, you know, another classy wide receiver, Larry Fitzgerald, uh, had stayed oh, with yeah. the Cardinals for a long time, mm-hmm. uh, even through thick and thin. Um, I think but that they paid that's, him, but they, they paid did him pay, big money and they're going to have to pay Terry worth it. and Terry is definitely worth it. He, right. He's, he's definitely somebody who I think that Washington will value as long as Ron Rivera is there. And, and Steve mentioned Ron Rivera attracts talent. I like you Steve. He, well, he's a Giants fan, so we're going to have to forgive him for that. But he's, I, think he's key, him. I think he's a low-key football team fan, too. We got Roger in the chat. Thank you for joining us, Roger. Roger's taking it back to the to the defensive side of the ball. We've talked mm-hmm. a lot about the offense here. Young was stoned by Slater. He mm-hmm. was then moved to the other side for the duration of the game against the Chargers. Jack Del Rio needs to dial up those blitz. I have to agree with him. I well, think they that did blitz. And it was not effective. You're correct. Right, we exactly. need Cam Curl on the field. We need Cam Curl on the field. Yeah, we. I think we talked about this on the Dar on Monday. Mm-hmm. It, it's it. It was just weird that some of the best players did not play the major. Well, didn't play most of the snaps. Montez they played a majority, played like sixty percent. Well, yeah. actually, I think it was Pete Haley who who brought up actually his usage was actually on par for what he had been used the last yep. two seasons. Yep. Sixty. He, he normally Isn't plays just sixty five percent of the snaps. It just he wasn't as effective as he had That's been what it is, for yeah. some previous seasons. So hey, but what about Tony agrees more curl? I agree. Yes. The curl, the, every time curl was getting running off the field, I was like, what? And especially when Bostic was the guy running on, I was just like, what are you <laughs> doing? What are we doing? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What do you think about? Remember how Montez Sweat was supposed to be a higher draft pick, and he slipped in the draft, mm-hmm. and yeah. then we ended up moving up a little bit yeah, to get Washington him in the first round, first right? Because of yeah. what? Because there was issues with his what? With his heart? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's why he doesn't play 95% oh, of the plays okay. like most people. Call. Maybe he just has a conditioning issue. I'm mm-hmm. totally, totally starting a rumor here. So Wow. I'm, yeah, I'm just saying that. I mean, I'm not regurgitating The sweat's heart problem is back. That's why he's not playing. Watch. Yeah, I'm just I'm just totally making that up as a possibility. So I'm good if he plays 65% of the snaps and they're per, per a productive 65% yeah. of the snaps. You don't want to see him playing yeah. 85% of the snaps and he's not productive or right. he's out there tired, right? You and that's the reason why they're doing those rotations was keeping people fresh and because it was the first game of the season and because it was bloody hot out there, 
they were i think they were just going overboard with the rotations and i think as the year goes on you're going to see a little bit less of that and you're mm-hmm. going to start seeing people stay in a little bit longer as 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 the conditioning gets a little bit better. So, but again, um, the offensive line for the for for the Chargers in that game, they played 100 percent of the plays. They didn't rotate in and out. Well, because that was so, like their first game playing together, so of course they will. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. So why would yeah. why did we feel that our defensive line needed to stay fresh when those guys are out there all the time? Why is it that our guys need to stay fresh? And rotate in and out. I don't maybe, know. Maybe Roger has a point that Ron treated this like a, a fourth, fourth preseason, preseason game. Yeah, oh yeah, I, yeah, I've heard that too. Yeah, yeah, and, I, hey, didn't, let's, I don't let's, like that. Let's bring on Fireside. Let's let's get some. It, really it is time to, to to move on. Uh, even though Steve wants us to keep the rotation. Yeah, uh, that's just because he doesn't want Chase Young terrorizing yeah, quarterbacks all slick, game Steve. long. <laughs> <laughs> we are we're on to you, Steve. Yeah, I take that back. Stay with us here. We'll be interacting with you in the chat here, but we also have the Fireside Chat or Fireside Giants. I don't want to keep want to say Fireside Chat, like but fireside it's the Fireside Cafe. Giants here with us on Ref the District. Joined now by Alex Wilson and Anthony Rivardo oh, from like the that. Fireside Giants podcast. You can find them on a bunch of different platforms, and I'm going to let them talk about it. But uh, Anthony and Alex, thank you both for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I really appreciate you guys uh, having us on the show. And, you know, you can find my background at Empire Sports Media. You know, that's our website. We cover all the New York sports teams. Um, And, of course, we have YouTube channels and podcasts. And uh, the main one is Fireside Giants. So we are a Giants channel. I'm sure that'll make for some good content today uh, (laughs) as we discuss this matchup on Thursday. I'm really excited to speak with you guys um, and see what your strengths and weaknesses are. We know you have this quarterback situation. We know that we have our own quarterback situation. Yeah. Um, there's a lot to go over, and uh, I'm really excited to talk yeah. to you guys. Really, I really appreciate you guys having us on. Alex, let me ask you this. When you started off looking into the season for the for this year, and then you have that extremely disappointing loss, does that make Thursday night an absolutely must-win in Game 2 of 17? It's a really good question, and honestly, for Giants fans right now, every game is a must-win because we're <laughs> one game away from burning the sh- burning this place down. Like it's it's getting <laughs> it's getting scary, and and I know it's like overreaction mm-hmm. uh, week because of that week one loss, but it's looked the same as it did last year. You know, we didn't see much improvements, we didn't see a difference, and that's what scares me the most. The scheme looks the same. Uh, the defense, you know, I mean, why I am very confident the defense is going to step up and they're going to get a lot better. That that's one thing I feel very good about offense though. I have no idea where it's going. And, you know, for the most part, like that's really what concerns me the most. And, um, you know, I was, I watched the, almost the entire chargers, uh, Washington game today mm-hmm. to kind of mm-hmm. get an idea and scout a little bit of what to see from Heineke and, um, to see, you know, what really you guys are going to rely on. And I'm, a, I'm expecting a couple things. One, I'm expecting a heavy doses of Antonio Gibson. I'm expecting him to be pretty much running the ball. He's going to get 25, 30 touches. That's what I expect. Um, they're going to be using him, you know, attacking our outside linebackers and outside zone runs. I think they're going to be uh, crossers with Terry McLaurin trying to get, you know, those underneath routes open. Um, and the Giants are going to try and, you know, put Heineke off his game and try and blitz him a ton and, and really force those mistakes. I think that Heineke like has some mobility. I think he has sub subpar arm talent, but he's accurate mm-hmm. in the short to intermediate ranges. He's not going to throw the ball downfield and, and shred you in that way, but he is pretty decently accurate in the short ranges. And that's why I think they're going to kind of live and die. I saw that 
Washington only converted three first downs out of 10. They didn't convert a fourth down. So the Giants last week, their biggest problem was getting off the field. You know, we gave up a ton of third out conversions. We gave up uh, three fourth down conversions. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that was our defense's, you know, kryptonite. Um, And it seems like your offense had trouble in that category exactly. So it's going to be interesting to see, like, which unit is really going to take that step forward. And either, you know, the defense will succeed and get off the field or or your offense is going to take advantage um, of that. So I'm really curious to see what happens. But for the most part, I like our defense's matchup against your offense. But, you know, I'm really curious to to ask you guys, like, when you're looking at this pass rush, you know, you have a tremendous pass rush. Chase Young, Montez Sweat, our right tackle is a turnstile. It is Nate Solder, and he was absolutely horrendous. And you guys are going to be able to take advantage of that for sure. Um, but my question is for you, like, do you think that, like you said, your linebackers a little bit, I know you have John Bostick as one of them. Your linebackers yep. aren't that great. Do you think mm-hmm. that that's going to be a problem, especially for if Evan Ingram plays and if Saquon Barkley is running routes, do you think that's where the Giants are going to kind of look to exploit uh, your defense? You guys have mentioned both of our teams have, I guess you could say, a subpar quarterback play. So what's the kind of the atmosphere like in Giants land about Daniel Jones? Is he the guy? Or are you guys ready for to move on? Is this his last make or break a year? Or what's, what's the That's attitude a, like? a loaded question. And <laughs> it's, uh, we love loaded questions. Yeah, bro. Yeah, this is the meat and potatoes, everything. This is, you know, a question that we all ponder before going to bed every night. Is Daniel Jones going to be the guy? And I think after last week, a lot of people that were on the fence turned towards no. Um, that fumble that he had, you just can't do that. It's a momentum killer. It's it's the epitome of Daniel Jones's career up to this point. He's making a drive. He's looking good, and then he turns the ball over in a moment where you're like, "What are you doing, man?" Like the, the league, the the rules are set to protect the quarterback. If you slide and get touched, most of the time you're going to get a flag. Yeah. He's he for whatever reason thinks it's fun to run full speed into two <laughs> defenders who are purposely trying to punch the ball out, and he's barely holding on to it with both of his hands, and like. It's just crazy to me. Like these guys are taught to to knock the ball out, and he worked all off season to protect the football and clutch it with with more security, and he still managed to mess that up. You know, so it's like it, it seems to be an issue that doesn't alleviate. You know, it, it doesn't go away. And I and at this point, three seasons in, two seasons in, and one game, I'm on the I'm on the side that's like I don't think it's ever going to go away. I think we're just going to have to live with it. So that's kind of – I know Anthony has has his opinion. Yeah, well. I just want to interject here and say the fumble was obviously super concerning because he's fumbled more than anyone in the last two years. Mm-hmm. But maybe equally concerning was his inability to read the field. There were probably three dropped interceptions in that game. He just kept throwing at two defenders, and they had butterfingers for whatever reason. But he has had this problem really stemmed last season. I didn't see it that much in his rookie year, but – Since he entered this Jason Garrett offense, I've noticed this trend with Daniel Jones where he gets locked into his first read far too often. He just can't get off it. He doesn't go through his progressions. He'll see, you know, they have a hot read. It's a stick route to the tight end. If that's the initial route in the concept, he's throwing to that. He's not looking to the second read. Even if that guy is covered, he's just going to try and squeeze it in there. And that happened a couple of times, and he almost got picked off a couple of times. He got lucky. But then there was another one. I think Saquon Barkley was running – an out route from outside of the backfield. He comes up, uh, and I think there's a linebacker on him. He turns out, and there's like a, a cornerback right there, and he just throws it into this double <laughs> coverage. And I was like, dude, we're lucky that didn't become a pick six. And, mm. you know, it, he dropped it. But 
that that statute should have looked a lot worse for Daniel Jones than it did. So we talk about the fumble because it was the only turnover for the game for the Giants, and it was like such a glaringly obvious problem. But when you really watch the game, you notice a lot of other small problems that added up to that. And the problem with Daniel Jones in that game and pretty much every game of his career, he's playing so good until he isn't. He was making all the right reads. His completion percentage was high. He had a touchdown on a good throw to Sterling Shepard. Then he fumbles the ball, and and since that play on to the end of the game – Dropped picks, not seeing the field, not doing well in the pocket, getting a little antsy. It just all fell apart after that After that play. He's a really momentum-based quarterback, and once he gets shaken, it's really hard for him to recover. I mean, you guys scored at the end, though. He, he, he ran it in at the end. <laughs> See, know? now that actually made me, like, angry. <laughs> I, I started tweeting. I'm like, don't count that. the Giants are losers <laughs> for doing that. I was pissed at that. Why are you stat padding in the NFL? I just – I can't understand why they were doing that. It was ridiculous. Yeah. So one of the things we like to do here at Ref the District is we like to get people's not so educated view or opinion of the other team. So what do you look at for the Giants? And then I'm going to ask you guys to kind of counter that. I honestly think that after watching some of the clips from the game on Sunday and just hearing from you guys, I think it's going to be another bottom of the year for the for the Giants, bottom of the division. Um, the offensive line is shaky. Daniel Jones is turnover happy. Um, so yeah, I just think that, I, like you said, Anthony, it's there's no change from last year to this year. Um, Jason Garrett is your offensive coordinator. That speaks for itself. Um, as far as organization goes, I think I've I've recently saw on Twitter or whatever some people are upset with David Gettleman. They think this might be his last hurrah. At a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people. Yeah. So um, I just think it's another rebuilding year for you guys. Saquon's not fully healthy yet. We don't know how long it's going to take for him to get back because he blew up his entire knee. Um, like you said, everybody on offense has some kind of injury hindering their performance right now. So I just think it's kind of the same result as last year. Yeah, and the way that I would counter that, which is hard to do in itself, um, is <laughs> I basically I would say – um, we haven't really seen what this offense could even possibly look like in another dimension. If Loki alternate universe took over, what would Loki's, you know, Jason Garrett offense look like? This is a huge question mark. But, you know, if you look at last year's Giants team, you know, we have Wayne Gallman starting at running back who isn't mm-hmm. even on a team right now. I think he's on the mm-hmm. practice squad for San Francisco or something. And then mm-hmm. um, you have undrafted for, uh, free agent wide receiver Austin Max starting by the midway point. Um, who actually had a big catch against you guys in in that first game, I think, in the second game. Um, And then, you know, we have Sterling Shepard, who's going up against, you know, number one corners all year long. Darius Slayton, who has a big issue dropping the football, and Evan Ingram, who dropped eight footballs, six of which were correlated to Daniel Jones' interceptions. So, you know, now you go into this season, you have Saquon Barkley getting healthy, you have Kenny Galladay getting healthy, you have Kadarius Toney, who is capable of being that, that, different element that kind of Tyree kill like element where you just mm-hmm. don't really know what he's going to do at any moment. Um, you know, obviously he's nowhere close to being Tyree kill, but I'm saying like just the flexibility that you can do with him and jet sweeps right. and, you know, unique route concepts. We just don't know what it's going to look like. Cause these guys aren't healthy yet. The offense isn't at full capacity. The offensive line is still meshing. So in a perfect world, we're at, we're in week one right now. We got some good, good film to work off of iron out some of those deficiencies. You're in, let's say fast forward to week four, week five, the offense is coming together if they stay healthy. 
The line's playing a little bit better. They're figuring out how to use Kadarius Tony. Kenny Galladay's 100% healthy. Saquon's 100% healthy. Ingram is back. And then, you know, we're really, we're really mo- moving and grooving. Um, but again, like you have Jason Garrett as your play caller. We never know if that's going to come to fruition. We never know if he can even figure out how to use these guys in the first place. He's still living in 2004 with North Carolina's yeah. offense from Dallas. You know, his, his the offense we are using right now is so outdated. It's hard to even imagine how he could possibly add different elements um, that can bring us to that next level. So we're praying. We're hoping to the good football gods that they can come down and bless us this in the next couple of weeks. But Same. I am not confident they're going to do that. Yeah. Um, with you guys, I mean, I said from the beginning when you guys got Ryan Fitzpatrick, I was like, that's going to be a disaster. He is the he is. There's a reason he's been to like every team in the league. There's Thank a reason you. people bench him. <laughs> All, like every time, everywhere he goes, he's benched at some point in the season for inconsistencies. Right. I never. I always from the beginning, you guys said I was like, that's going to be a disaster. He's going to be done. By the by, a couple weeks in, and of course he's done it after week one, doing an injury because he's crazy and he runs. Then not that he not that he was running when he got hit this time, but the guy yeah. takes unnecessary hits all the time. And I was like, mm-hmm. it's just a recipe for disaster. Maybe you guys go and get you know Aaron Rodgers next year. Maybe that's what uh, you guys are waiting for. So uh, maybe we'll get him now. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> well, well, he's not coming to NFC East, I don't think. Yeah, and he, yeah, he's not coming here. He's gonna want to go somewhere. He wants to win a title, uh, but. At the beginning of the year, when we were kind of doing our predictions for the NFC East, I picked the Giants to win the NFC East. He because did. A, lot of, a lot of the reasons that you said, when you just look at it from an outside perspective, we don't have all that inside info, information that you guys have. But when you looked at the – Daniel Jones always kills us. He's 4-0 against us. And then you had Saquon, and you had Shepard, and you have Ingram, and you have Kadarius Toney and Galladay, and you're just going – well, how are we going to stop this offense? This is a ridiculous offense. We'll and again, yeah, and again, 4-0 Daniel Jones is against Washington. And you just add all that up and say, well, this is a team that's going to win the East. However, I don't think that anymore. After <laughs> after just one week, overreaction week one. Uh, but, Anthony, let me ask you then, what is your kind of um, outside view of the Washington organization because we look at it here as, as we're moving up. We've got the right people in place. We've got the right coach. We've got the right front office staff. We've drafted well over the last few years. That's how we look at it inside, but usually we're too close. So what does an outsider look – how do you guys look at the Washington football team as a whole? Yeah, personally, I've been saying I think that Washington is kind of a quarterback away. And as Alex mentioned, if you guys were to end up with Aaron Rodgers, I think you're the Super Bowl, maybe even favorites at that point. Because Mm. I look at this defense, it's a young defense. I know you're saying there's concerns with the linebacking core. Um, I'm hoping – I actually really liked Jamin Davis coming out of college, so I'm actually hoping to see him be a successful player in the league. Uh, I know the defensive line, there's so much young talent on that team. And if you look at the offensive side of the ball, another player that I really liked coming out of the draft was Diami Brown. I think long-term, he's going to be a good player for you as well. Mm-hmm. Antonio Gibson's a good player. I also I like Curtis Samuel too. Cosme coming out of the out of college. Curtis Samuel was a player that we were talking about a lot in free healthy. agency or leading up to free agency. Right, if mm-hmm. he's healthy. So but if we're talking mm-hmm. about long-term outlook for this team, maybe not this year. Um, this year, I think at best you're slipping into the wild card after the injury to Ryan Fitzpatrick. So the way that I was looking at this team going into this year is they're a quarterback away from being a serious contender. But with Ryan Fitzpatrick as their quarterback, they can make it to the playoffs, but probably no further. And now yeah. without Ryan Fitzpatrick, I'm saying they can maybe make it to the playoffs this year, but right. it's going to be an uphill battle. And that's how I feel about them. But 
again, long-term, I see so many young pieces. Of course, Terry McLaurin is a rising superstar in this league. Antonio Gibson's a great running back. Uh, I think that you've got some good pieces like Samuel Cosme on the offensive line. It's really just about finding that quarterback. But here's where I think Washington gets stuck, right? Kind of in limbo. Because now you have this good roster, you're a good team, but if you do try to look ahead to the NFL draft, you're talking about a team that's probably making the playoffs or coming close to it. So you're talking about top 15 to 20 pick, not 5 to 10. So with the Giants, when we're talking about how bad we look right now, we're saying, okay, we've got the Bears first-round pick, and we look like a top 10 pick team right now. So if we want to go get a quarterback next year, we're right there. We can get that. But you right. guys have too much talent on your roster to really be in quarterback range unless you make some big trade or something. So yeah. it seems like one of those situations where you might end up with a Dallas situation, unfortunately, for you guys. Like, I hate to say that, you know, and I hate Thanks, Dallas. Man. Of course, we both do. <laughs> but it looks like you guys could find yourself stuck in mediocrity for a few years. That's my outsider perspective looking in unless something magical happens at that quarterback position. But again, Love the roster that's been built there in Washington. Think there's a lot of excitement, but it's all about the quarterback position at the end of the day in the NFL, especially in the modern NFL. Jason Garrett may not be able to understand that, but most NFL offense coordinators do. So until you guys find that young quarterback that can be your long-term answer, you're going to be stuck in limbo. I, I agree wholeheartedly I, 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 with that. I disagree. I disagree a little bit. Um, and the reason is I think that you, if you guys went out and traded for a guy like Sam Darnold, you would be looking at a team that was way better off than if they were with Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know, I truly believe that. I think that um, there are decent quarterbacks out there that are floating around, like the Teddy Bridgewaters of the world, that would have been mm -hmm. so much better than Ryan Fitzpatrick. I Look, I love the Ryan Fitz magic, but it's magic for a reason. It, it, it It's there, and then it's like, you know, if you're watching Teledega Nights, it's like, it's like, you know, Ricky Bobby. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. now you see and it, now you don't. Me. You know what I mean? Yes. But that's it. Mm -hmm. So that's how I feel about it. You know, I do feel that there are some quarterbacks coming out. Both Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson have outs in their contract after this season. If they're like, you don't want to stay here anymore, we know Russell Wilson loves Seattle, but he hates the coaching staff right now. He hates yeah. the offensive coordinator. He hates that they don't want to throw the ball more. And he's like, I want out of here. So if he decides he wants to do that, he's like, oh, you know, Washington, they already have a young, awesome defense. Why not just go there? And they have the money. And he's stuff. from the area um, too. So he's from the area. And then you have Aaron Rodgers yeah. who like, while maybe he maybe wants to stay on the West coast, he wants to go to California or something like that. If Washington's like, yo, we have you a great defense. We'll give you anything you need. We'll make this your team. Like they just, you know, give him the, the Tom Brady treatment. Whoever you want, we will bring in, you know, like just like Brady mm -hmm. went, he was like, I want Rob Gronkowski. He was like, I want Antonio Brown. Mm -hmm. I want this guy, yeah. I want that guy. I'm like, yep, no problem. Washington can do that. You know, they can easily do that. They have the money for it. They have such a young defense. I don't think you guys are in that bad of a spot. I think after this season, if you got to give up four first round picks or three first round picks for Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson, do it. It's worth do it, it because you're yes, a Super Bowl contending team immediately. So I think that you're on a pretty good trajectory, which is why, by the way, I think you guys went with Ryan Fitzpatrick because maybe they're looking at those outs and Russ's and Aaron Rodgers' contracts saying, we just need to last one more year, and then we're going to target mm -hmm. those guys. So that's there, there has to be some sort of plan there, right? I feel like you know Ron Rivera's got he's got some some stuff up his sleeve. You know, he, he's, not, he's a smart guy. He knows what he's doing. Um, yeah, also, yeah. they kind of had to take a season to rebuild their image after all that happened within the front office. They kind of mm -hmm. like got to start another sample size of like positivity and momentum before they can convince people to come and like, you know, maintain their brand and stuff like that. Uh, so I think, you know, if the NFC East is wide open for the taking, which it is 100%, a quarterback yes. can come here, absolutely dominate the NFC East. And then that's all she wrote. You know, you guys could be walking into the playoffs with no problem. So that's how I personally see it. I like your roster, roster construction a lot better than ours. 
right now because of how much great youth you have. Um, but you know, the giants, Dave Gettleman's a, a old horse, man. He's a dinosaur. So <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. It's if time for him to go. It, it, is, it, is, go. it really is. Cause he's changed his mentality so many times since being general manager here. Like he went from, Oh, we want to be a run first team. And then he's like, Oh, well, you know what? I'm going to give more power to Joe judge, or I'm going to give, or I'm going to take power. Or I'm going to do this and that. And like, there's been no consistency here. Like they're all stuck in their old ways. We need a young mind with a, a modern approach to the NFL right now and a modern approach mm-hmm. to offense, uh, specifically offense, because this is a scoring league nowadays. And Dave Gellman is just so far back in the past. I, I'm I'm pretty much done, you know, watching him draft, <laughs> draft anymore. Like, they, I mean, come on, like Daniel Jones and Sa- I love both Saquon and Daniel, their personality, their personalities and leadership, but they're just like, you don't draft the running back second overall. We've learned this lesson now. Yes. We've learned it. We've right. learned it. And Daniel Jones is a Duke quarterback. He was never that good. Yeah, that, that so pick like, always surprised me, bro. We were always since. hoping. We're just we're we're you know we're hope we're hopeful uh, a hopeful bay a hopeful fan base. But um, you know we, we try our best to stay positive, Same. but it's really hard. It yeah. is very frustrating. All right, last question, gentlemen. Let's get score predictions for Thursday night. Trevor, let's start with you. What do you think the score is going to be? And this is not for our. We have a segment every week where we call it Dala Dala where we bet fake dollars. Um, I'm not going to hold this one to you, Trevor, because we're going to have a real dollar-to-dollar tomorrow. But go ahead and make your prediction for this one. Uh, Washington football team, 27, New York Giants, honestly, 13. Just a repeat of week one. Oof. All right. Alex? Uh, Well, of course you have to say Washington's going to win. I mean, (laughs) I think I have to say – um, I think Heineke is going to have a tough time against this defense. That that mm-hmm. first week, they changed the Giants changed their scheme. Right, they're trying to get their their defensive scheme under them. They blitzed more uh, on, in week one than they did at any point last season. So obviously, they're changing their fundamentals and their philosophy a bit. So I think they kind of get their ground under them. They know how to attack this, uh, you know, a backup quarterback like Heineke, who you said really is he's mobile. He can make plays, but his arm talent's not that great. So I think I'm going to go with the Giants. It's going to be a lower scoring game just because both our offenses are kind of garbage. So I think we're, I'm going to go 17-14 Giants. All right. That's fair. I could see it shaking out that way. I'm actually going to be really unbiased here and say that I'm that low on the Giants right now that I'm not going to pick them to win. I do think that their offense starts to pick it up, though. Um, so I'm going to say probably 20-27. to uh, 27. I think that the Giants do finally crack 20 points, but I ultimately think Washington comes out with a probably touchdown um, above them. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the Giants to win 1916. Nineteen sixteen Giants. There you go. This is a lot about our offenses. Yeah, exactly. Well except for me. I'm over here at 27 points. Like, let's go. (laughs) Light them up. I'm there with you. I had 27 for Washington as well. Yeah. Daniel Jones might give you guys a couple touchdowns. So exactly. Exactly. Well, we'll take take I don't care how I don't care how we get it. We just need it. We we're like you guys. Uh Washington is very similar to the Giants. This is a must-win game. We go into Buffalo in week three. We start uh, a row of quarterbacks, a murderer's row. We go. Josh Allen, Matt Ryan, Pat um, Mahomes, Tom Brady, well, James, Aaron Rodgers, yeah. James Winston. Winston. We have a similar situation too. Yeah, I mean, we play pretty much all the same teams, but but our extra game that our seventeenth game that got added on was Buffalo when they which hey in. they didn't look good on Sunday. Okay, I think I think Josh Allen has that extension signing extension curse. You never know, man. Okay, it was <laughs> interesting. Right. You know, I actually saw an interesting stat about Josh Allen, and they were like they actually didn't blitz him that much. 
and he had a harder time figuring mm. out coverages and stuff uh when they didn't blitz him it was really interesting mm. statistic so maybe like the trick is like not to blitz him as much and right he's so good once once he gets like frazzled under like, pressure yeah making he actually like gets better when he's under pressure. like taylor so heineke he, honestly when he's yeah, under he pressure the rock or runs he's it like, you know okay, yeah. like, you can't you don't know what he's gonna do and, and that's when like the receivers just start to run around um, I think he actually like isn't the best like pure pocket passer, which is maybe what they figured out. But also could just be the week one lows. You know, every yeah. every there's so many players that had t- like Lamar Jackson had a tough day game yesterday, Ooh, and like that, that doesn't happen was... to him normally. Insane game, but like you, there's guys that just like you know they have a bad week one, and then like Aaron Rodgers, the guy barely oh yeah did anything, and he'll come back next week and hopefully make Devonte Adams not lose my game for me in fantasy football. So, <laughs> right. That's all. That's, that's how we we're so jaded about how we watch games nowadays. It's so much about fantasy football and, <laughs> and, and, uh, was that day our betting and our, our daily wagers all that. and props. Oh yeah. my gosh. It's, it's, it's a different way of looking at football, but, uh, gentlemen, Alex Wilson, Anthony Rivardo from fireside giants. We appreciate you guys. Coming on the show, talking Giants football. You see their Twitter handle underneath their their uh, video there. So hit them up, check them out, subscribe to their YouTube page, Fireside Giants, and they have a website which we will promote as we go along here. Thank you, gentlemen, so much for joining us, and uh, may the best team win on Thursday night. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. All right. That was a great conversation you two had with the Fireside Giants. Uh, You know, if you appreciated them, make sure that you also go out there and you subscribe to their channel as well. Uh, Love seeing these pods, these channels with uh, fan created content. Uh, We can say it. We have it right behind you. Just a fan. But, hey, we love what we do. We also love our dollar dollar segment which we're going to get to right now uh this is our our particular segment you know stoner a little bit there at that end mentioned how people kind of get jaded because the betting this isn't real money we're tossing around here this is this isn't real dollars my wallet right here (laughs) trevor we've seen i i'm i I have a strong feeling you were probably uh-huh. not wanting this th- to be real, real money because I don't think you're doing really well on this. If this, if we, <laughs> you know, we're going to keep damn. track, we're going to keep track, probably not for Friday's day after reckoning, but next week I, I will have, <laughs> we'll, we'll have a tally together yeah. and we'll, we'll actually see where we all stand for the next dollar dollar. And Trevor, I don't think that you'll be happy with where you're sitting. I want to be rich. <laughs> All right, let's get to it. Dollar Dollar. So in case you're new right. to Ref the District, Dollar Dollar is just our kind of segment where we have some fun little prop bets, nothing too serious. Uh, usually they are a little crazy. We have These are meant to be for the game. Sometimes season-long ones come out of this, though. Uh, for instance, uh, we have a season-long logan thomas watch where those two jokers think that logan thomas is going to get 85 yes 85 receptions i don't think that's going to happen so i said i'll bet you a dollar it's not going to happen they originally thought 90 i talked them out of that craziness (laughs) and got a i was like i'll spot you five that that was a terrible decision on your part because we would have gone with 90 yeah and you gave us five free ones i'm still gonna win 82 more to go. 82 more to go. He has to average 5.2 catches, 
last season was a career year. He had 4.5 catches in a, mm-hmm. uh, per game. He, he'd have to have an even more of a career year. It's mm-hmm. just not going to happen. Okay. That's and we a, also don't have Ryan Fitzpatrick throwing the ball, so that number might go down drastically. Trevor, you know, his, his one touchdown, his his touchdown, and actually, I'm pretty sure most of the his his out of his three catches, I'm pretty sure two, at least two of those were from Heineke. Not many of our yeah. offensive players yeah, came in came into play until Heineke came in there. But yes, yeah, like, so you just zip it there, Trevor. Let's go ahead and get to this dollar dollar segment. No, he can't zip it. Give us our first dollar dollar bet. The first dollar dollar bet for tomorrow's game against the New York football giants will be Montez Sweat and Chase Young both record a sack. Sweat and Young. At least one sack each. Yeah, at least one. I'm not giving them that much hope, especially after Sunday. Sack. But All right. One one each. At I'm with Trevor one. on this one. I, I like hey! I like that. I'm with Trevor. I think they both I think that they both uh get a sack. That never that doesn't really happen. Nathan really doesn't agree with me like that. So I got a good dollar. <laughs> yeah. I got a good dollar dollar. Come um, on, Stoner, get some of this. All right. Uh, I mean, heck, I'll do it just for the action. I just the for action. the action. You love the action. All right. Well, let's see if you'll take this action, Taylor right. Heineke, okay. for the first time in Burgundy and Gold, <sighs> throws for two touchdowns, at least two touchdowns. Did you see that? By the way, Declassified Le put out tweeted out. Uh, some statistics on Taylor Heineke. He's never mm-hmm. thrown for more than one touchdown pass. I'm saying that well, breaks he's... against the Giants. He throws <laughs> at least two. He's only played like three games. So he the, throws the for at least two. Small. I'll, right. I'll, I'll take Nathan on that one. All right. You, you can think I'm with him. He throws one? I think he'll throw two. I think it's coming up. Oh, you're okay. with you're him. Stay, you're staying with me. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with you. I'm, right. I'm returning the favor. I'm staying with you. My okay. terminology in betting is probably crappy, so that's why I'm. <laughs> I, I think he's. I think he's like cheating. I think he's like because you were just making fun of how bad his bets are. So now he's like, I'm gonna suck up to Nathan and and go <laughs> everything that he says. I'm going with it. Is he gonna I, go against us? You gonna go yeah, against of us? I am. Just just for the action. Just for the action. I tell you what, he could he could be you know this just could be the Gibson show, right? The the team showed that they they ran well, uh, and Cosme is a better run blocker than he is a pass blocker. So much they better. very or can much Antonio could just Gibson run. hold on to the ball now. Ooh. Well, I don't care. One fumble. One yeah. fumble. Yeah, and everybody forgets how well he was performing until he had the fumble, which is it's a sad thing. So, but honest truth. So, can he hold on to the ball? So, I went back and watched both of the, the the highlights from both of the Giants games from last year, and he had very he had another he had one of those big runs, kind of yeah. the same the same type of run that he had in this game against the Chargers, where he went off tackle there and went down the sidelines. But in that giant game, if you remember, he went down the sidelines and fumbled. And there was that mad scramble. Yep. Remember all I these? Remember that. Everybody kept yep. trying to jump out. Logan Thomas like was yeah. right there. He couldn't and get couldn't it and went it kept going. But he's, he's got a fumbling problem. Well, that's only he, two in like 17 games. So well, he didn't even play all the games last yeah, year. So it's less than 17 it's games. It's not a fumbling problem until it's a fumbling problem. Adrian all Peterson right. had a fumbling problem. Still one of the greatest running backs of all time. Let's 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 move on. Stoner, what's all your right. first dollar dollar? All right, Stoner <laughs> says, Stoner, I want to go over two and a half field goals for Mister D Hop. 
What do you mean? Like he makes them or he kicks over two? Yeah, he makes so make he makes he, he makes more than two and a half. So the o- yeah. the over is two and a half. Yeah, I'm taking the over. I think I think he's I think he's going to score more than that. Well, yeah, okay. So you're with me. I'm, I'm Let's with see you. If Trev goes with it. I, I don't want to be with that. You think you, you want to be against it? I think he makes one and misses two. Oh, jeez. Very right, specific. So Trevor, no. D Hop D Hop was one of the actual decent performers. I mean, he missed the yeah, 50 because they were. Yeah. Last year's game was 20 to 19 and 23 to 20. These are low scoring teams because they both have pitiful offenses. Well, we don't really know what offense we have yet because we didn't really get to see it, you know. And we have more weapons this year, which means we could not, you know. We saw we saw preseason and we saw game one, and so far, (laughs) not a good (laughs) offense. Nah. So far, that can change very quickly, mm-hmm. but that's why I think he's going to have a lot of action. Two and a half. Okay. All right, Trevor, give us your second dollar dollar. <clears throat> My second dollar dollar is Landon Collins. Nah, scratch that. Terry, Terry McLaurin and Adam Humphreys both catch a touchdown. Wow. Let's see. Okay, you were on the over two touchdowns, so so he's good. He's so he's, he's consistent so at least. He's not hedging his bets this time. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take that one because I don't think Humphreys is gonna get the. I don't think Humphreys is the one who scores the second touchdown. I do think Terry scores this game. But Stoner and Nathan both say no. I'm, I don't, I'm, I don't think no Humphreys. Way. I think honestly, as the season goes on. You're going to see a, a lot less of Humphreys. One, well, now because we don't have Fitzpatrick. Exactly. He won. He didn't look all that impressive. Uh, game one and game one is is uh, it, it, you know it's easy to overreact, but but also his the person who was going to target him a lot is no longer throwing the football. So I don't think you're going to see a lot of him. I think you're going to see a lot more of the other guys on there. Uh, perhaps even Dax Mill may be surprising uh, some mm. people there. Uh, Josh, thanks for joining us here. Taylor going to do well tomorrow, especially with the defense defense giving more chances. Giants are in shambles. I hope so. I hope that's how it goes. Um, all right. My next dollar dollar is we don't have the inactive list, right? Not, Not yet. yet. No. Mm-hmm. All right. This one might be four inactive. I think. All right. This one's going to be, five. this one's, this one's going to be surprising yeah. to you guys. Uh, I think oh, no. Samus Reyes suits up tomorrow. <laughs> No chance is what you got. No chance. I'm going against that, Nathan. Yeah, you're going to go against that. He stays in street clothes. All right, that's fair. You can. Who's gonna? Who's gonna go? Who's gonna? Ricky Ricky Seals Seals Jones. Jones? Ricky Seals Jones is gonna be the one sitting. You got I'm staying. Deami Brown with a deep ball from the uh, from the comment section. Thank you for for joining us as well. Uh, I didn't want to try to, I didn't want to butcher your first name there. So I'm going to call you Mr. Bland, uh, which is <laughs> the last name that pre- presented on the YouTube channel. So I just wanted yeah, to give a, give a shout out there to you for, thank you for watching. So the, Nathan uh, says Ray's suits up. Yep. I'm yeah, saying, I'm are you going to, you going to take me Stoner? I'm not Trevor's Trevor's you're, gonna, you're saying that. you're saying you're, you're sticking with me. He's no, no, shoot. I'm not going with you either. I'm staying out of it. Oh, you're just going to stay out of it. I'm okay. The reason why I think Sam is the reason why is because of his blocking ability. Okay, you and love Ricky Seals Jones because if he's a move tight end, he could run. They don't need that right now. What they need is some additional help on that offensive line, 
and Samus Reyes is their most physical blocker. And I, I, I'm telling you, Ron is going to put him in. No, Ron's we're going to run two tight end sets for blocking. Leave Ricky Sills Jones Jr. out. It's going to be Logan Thomas and John Bates in to run block. That's what's going to happen. They had hmm. they ran they had three tight ends last game. They're going to run three and tight ends. And you saw how this good Antonio was running. Only only thing he did wrong was fumble. And who wasn't yeah, in? You're right. Okay. Sam and, is greatest. and what they want <laughs> is they want that tight end in there and they're going to have Nate, him chip block. I'm, I'm going telling to you, with this one. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm looking forward to it. Make it $2. Oh, boy. I don't think so either, but I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm You're not going to take me on it. Yeah. All right. Oh, you're well, scared. All right. So you ready? Scared. I got a big one yeah. for you. Let's do it. I, I would like I would like some odds with this one. So I would <sighs> like like uh I don't you know, like a three to one. This or is not dollar like dollar. No, this yeah, is this, this is, is dollar dollar. This is dollar It's it's dollar dollar. It's one dollar. It's not even a real dollar. It's one dollar. Add this to my parlays while you're at it. Yeah. <laughs> Gibson, Antonio, one each. One he goes one one run. No one one each. That's that's how we do it in the old school. You know, right? Stone, no Christopher, one each. Right, you don't remember that? All right, nope. Keep Listen. keep going, old man. Keep going. <laughs> Gibson Antonio, one hundred and twenty total yards. Total yards. Hmm. One hundred and twenty. What do you have um, last game? He had ninety rushing. Yeah, and he had twenty. Wait, eighteen. I think receiving. He had like three for eighteen receiving. Nah, I not, think. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bet you on that one. I think. Yeah, I'm one. not touching that either. Nah. <sighs> Not taking See what that it's action. Like? Yeah, one hundred and forty. No, uh, I'll take. I'll take. One, right, I'll, take one I'll take one forty. I'll take one forty. Originally, I was going to go with one fifty, but I was thought, um, no. One fifty. I would have easily have taken. All right, yeah, so one fifty. Easily taken. One forty is a close one. All right, one twenty. I think. I think one twenty is going to be. He might run for one twenty. Yeah, I'm I think you, it's going to be the Antonio Gibson show tomorrow. Yeah, I definitely think Antonio that. that I, I really think they're going to do that. I really the reason why Taylor Heineke is going to get those two touching those two touchdowns uh, is because the fact that they're going to get close, and then he's just going to he's just going to dump them off, dump them off to <laughs> Logan Thomas to mm-hmm. to Tor, you know to McLaurin. It's going to be. I'm hoping. I think it's going to be a high scoring game. We heard your guys' <laughs> scores. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm thinking 31 to 20 Washington. Jeez, are you high? I'm thinking I, I'm not. I, you, I'm not a part of the. I'm not a part of the hive. I'm not a part of the te, the, the the Heineke hype. Yeah. But I'm telling you, the kid plays with Moxie. I think that they're going to bounce. The team's going to bounce back, and I think that uh, you're going to see a lot more Gibson, which the team needs to see. Right? They need to be successful. They're going to run that ball a lot more effectively. I know our man Roger, who joins us, um, he he will agree, right? Do the twelve man personnel run Gibson? He wants to see that. I want to see that. I think if they do that, they come away with a victory, and I think it's going to be one of those surprising games. It might not be that big of a blowout. It might be kind of like uh, the the Dallas games last year, where they were close up until like the third quarter, and then. Um, and then all of a sudden it just blows out. Tim, thanks for joining us. The Fireside Giants came on just a mo- uh, just a moment ago, so you just missed them. Uh, you can always watch the replay uh, and catch that great conversation with uh, Anthony and Alex from Fireside Giants. So, so real quick, if they go through Antonio Gibson right now, then how the heck are they going to uh, – how is it? Survey or judge or grade the quarterback play? Isn't that yeah, like yeah, – yeah. you no, know? That's not necessary. 
They but want to, to win. They yeah, want to win. You know, you do whatever <laughs> There's also to win 16, the game. 16 more games. <laughs> yeah. I think we should just blow them out, bro. Go deep, go short, let and do everything. <laughs> no, give no, give, no, give no, everybody no. some love. Tony <laughs> asked, is there going to be a defensive touchdown? Ooh, uh, Tony. Who? The Giants. Tony, maybe. I'm a third dollar dollar. Yes. <laughs> and I'm going to say this. William Jackson gets a touchdown pick six tomorrow. I, do I do another one of these where I, I gift you something here? No, no. What do you want to give me? I want that no. too. No, What's he uh-uh. want to give me? Let's see what it he is was, first. He's probably going to say any player gets it. I would just give you any defensive touchdown. Yeah. Say no. Uh-uh. He said no, Willie Jackson the third. Yeah, I said Willie Jack the third. <laughs> I'll take that then. I'm going to take your money. I'll yeah, take me your too. Money. I'm taking your money on that too. <laughs> uh, defensive. No, I'm not, like, I'm not like you. I, I don't just give away. Uh, I was going to gift you, yeah. man. I was going to be like in any anybody scoring TV. a touchdown. I, man, you know we're going to be wild. I'll be there Stoner. at the game. You will uh, be. Tra- uh, Travin Stoner will be watching it. Uh, but, hey, I tell you what, you can actually join Corey Sanchez, friend of the podcast. You might know him from On the Warpath. You can join him tomorrow night. He's hosting a battle chat from inside FedEx Field. Thanks to the folks at Ravon Sports. All you have to do is download the app, follow him. On the Warpath, his, uh, his uh, handle is actually at Sanchez405. Or you can follow his YouTube channel, On the Warpath, as well. We had Andy on earlier. I want to make sure we sh- uh, shout out. They just started up their new YouTube channel. That's the DC Tweet Team. Uh, we will be joining them after, or I will be specifically joining them after the Buffalo game. Yep. Uh, so please follow and subscribe to their channel. And hey, if you love talking Washington football sports, make sure you're uh, subscribed and you're going to be following also the Washington football addicts. They're streaming live here at uh, 830 here on YouTube. So make sure that you're subscribed to their channel. Head on over there. We want to you know shout out all of our Washington football pods. Appreciate what they uh, they bring to the table. Love. Hey, we didn't give our scores yet, though, right? You guys yeah, gave your scores with the Fireside Giants. No, but remember I said this does this doesn't uh, no, we're that not counts. bound we're not bound to that because we have our Are own Are you going to change it? Yeah. All right, so you, you go first. It? I got I got yeah, I'm gonna, I'm going to think of it. You go first. All right. So, so Mr. Bland agrees with me by the way. You can see a high score. Yeah, he's Thursday said the night games same. expect put, uh, expect the unexpected. I put him on here as well so that so we can look at that on Friday. He, Join he us Friday. agree. He said he could see it. Yeah. But join us Friday as we break down Thursday's game, Friday at 7 o'clock. All right, I am actually not going to change my score. I'm going to have it 19-16 Giants. And a lot of people Trev? delete their Twitter accounts. You, you disappoint me so much, man. Like, well, I'm a you, you, are you I'm really, really a I'm fan? Not, are I'm you not really a, a fan? You didn't yes, pick I'm the a... Chargers. You picked the Giants. Are you picking the Bills next week? Hey. Am he's I right? definitely picking the bills. He, I, I will tell, I will bet oh, a dollar yeah. right now. He's picking the bills, and the only reason why he take I'll that go action, against you. yeah, yeah, that's the only reason why he take the action is just, <laughs> just to take the dollar. Right. My that's new right. score is right. I'll, I'll keep Washington with twenty seven, and I think that the defense is going to go bananas. Twenty seven to nine. Twenty seven to nine. We don't allow a touchdown at all. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't understand. Sometimes I just don't understand. Is we looked, our offense was absolute poop, and you but guys we were, got thirty-one and twenty-seven points. 
Where are okay, they going to all of a sudden break out? I don't get it. Because we okay. were, we're not playing the Char- the Chargers defense. Our offense last good. and our offense last year wasn't that great. And uh, we against Dallas, the team scored pretty well. Yeah, come I'm not on, saying Stone. the Giants have a better defense. The Giants defense. have a better defense. The Giants have a better defense. The Giants have a great defense. They have, have a top more weapons. defense. We'll um, find out. I'll be at the game live. If if you happen to be there, you can hit me up. Uh, I will be actually at the USO tent for the pregame. Uh, nice. And then I'll be, my wife and I decided to upgrade to the club section for the game. Ooh, so just to test it out, just Ooh, to see what it is. And who knows, maybe Stoner and I might hop on here live during the game just to, yeah. you know, have just to make fun of Nathan. Yeah, and Nathan. we'll be in our own club seats. Yeah, and we'll have we our own guys have the, You guys have the option housing. to join. You guys have the option to be there. You guys, you both chose not to, but it's all right. I want to thank everyone for watching us tonight. Uh, we do stream live now on Wednesdays. We were on Thursdays, decided, you know what? Wednesdays worked out better for us because there's something happening in our personal lives. We'll announce that as it gets closer uh, and we can confirm when that personal thing is going to happen. Uh, so you can catch us live Wednesday nights on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and then you can also catch us on your favorite podcast plat- platform right after that because we'll load it, the audio up for uh, for you to listen to. Just make sure you're subscribed. If you're on Apple, leave us a comment. Uh, we'd appreciate that. That helps other people find our content. And then we'll just keep creating more content because we'll be back Friday for the day after Reckoning. Uh, we just had EB from the Junkies on for Monday's day after Reckoning. It'll be just us, but we do have something exciting. We're actually going to allow not just to join us in the comment section, but you can actually join us here on the video side of the house so if you are excited for that you know let us know and join us friday at seven for day after reckoning so until next yeah hey i'm nathan he's the stoner trevor just a fan and until next time guys be a fan be a fan we love Washington, uh-huh, and we saw them die hard fans, yeah, we are, you know we keep it on 10, one, let's talk about two, the one, two, three, let's go, and they gifted, we are Nathan and the Stoner, yeah, that's breath the district, come on now and join us, join us. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.